Lord have mercy, look at how the time goes. And welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. I am your host, John Allen. And today I have a rather interesting guest, uh, somebody that I've been looking forward to speaking to for a couple of weeks now. This gentleman is Curious One. Hello there. Hi, Curious. Hey, John. Hi. How you doing? It's um, Corios. Corios. I'm sorry. Core. Excuse me. Corios. C O R E Core. C O R E. Yeah. Corios. Or core or like cure. Like you're going to be cured. Yeah. Curios. Corios one. Corios one. But sorry, Hi. sorry about that. Corios one. Everybody. Um, well, welcome to the podcast. I am very glad to be uh, speaking with you. I think you are a very interesting gentleman. Uh, you're living a very interesting life, and to me, the biggest thing that I know of that you're doing is you are a presidential candidate for the presidential race in the United States. Yes, yes. Well, I'm trying to be. Tell tell us I got about the that. candidate number, and I got everything going up there at the uh, the Federal Elections Commissions. Um, they seem to be quite all right to pick up all sort of PDFs and paperwork from the um, the finances area, but they weren't able to get my uh, my, my paperwork in for the candidacy. Um, the paperwork is there. I got the tracking number. Um, they did receive it as a PDL, so which is on because they received these people who received the PDF. But if I'm when I get the voters for like Texas, or I think this was Missouri, when I talked to Missouri about getting the voter registration and get on the ballot for them, they don't take PDFs, high quality PDF images, but I could fax it. I see. So <laughs> I can get all these votes, and they can they can they'll fill out this paperwork, and I'm going to have a high quality scan PDFs to me of all the documents, and uh, to, to get in registered so people can vote for me, and then we'll have to fax it, I guess, across the world. I mean, who use the only people that uses a fax machine is government. I mean, if you know anybody that has a fax machine, they're fascists. <laughs> only fascists use fax machines. <laughs> They're out. No one else. The only, only ranger you would have one is for government. I have to call this online place to send a PDF to the a fax to some sort of any government. No real normal businessman ever uses a fax machine. It's ridiculous. Now, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this now. If, if I understand correctly, uh, there are some administrative issues, some, some paperwork issues that have to be resolved before you have an official candidacy for the presidency of the United States. Is that correct? Not that I know of. I don't think so. I, um, I, I'm pretty much a candidate right now. I have a candidacy. A okay. Okay. I'm up there. You can write me in as the ballot with a vote. Okay. Now, how, how does that work? to have an official candidacy for presidency. Uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about that, but is there a certain amount of signatures you have to have? Don't you have to show yes. a certain amount of backing uh, of potential voters before you can have a candidacy? No. 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 Okay. You just need to sign up. Um, it was a whole, I hate paperwork. I just can't stand paperwork. Oh. And it, it, uh, I did fill it out and, uh, uh, and send it up there for for the U.S. Uh, presidency, but it's the states. Each state is different. Okay. And for Texas, I need uh, is it sixty thousand or ninety or six hundred thousand or sixty thousand or nine hundred thousand? I have it out here, but it's a lot of signatures, and that's just to get on the ballot. Yeah, that's However, what I was getting at. Okay, yeah. So you can have you a can can't... just write in my name. Clearance. I see. I see. But I'm working really hard to get. Uh, 
all these people, the the, uh, the P, at least the PDFs uh, ready for to getting on the box because that's really important for me is to actually get on the ballot. And what I've done is I've started with Texas, and I've got the paperwork, uh, scanned it up to um, to the internet on a Google Drive. Yeah. And what I'm going to need is someone to download this, and it has 15 spaces. Um, we'll need the name, address, voter user ID, uh, signature, and 15 of them. Um, each page is going to be 15, so uh, one person downloads it, gets 15 names, email it to me to post at com. Spell Corios for people so they make sure they get that right. Corios, K-U-R-I-O-S, cabinet, C-A-B-I-N, Corios cabinet. Um, okay. Post, post at Corios cabinet is what I'm receiving my email at right now for okay. the candidacy, P-O-S-T. Okay. Um, I also I started out in Missouri because I have some family in Missouri, or my second state is Missouri because I figure I'd at least get another couple of votes up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you you you're you're based in Texas right now, correct? I'm on the edge of Houston. You're on the edge of, edge of Houston, Houston, right near Katy. Okay. Do you have what kind of a background do you have? Um, uh, do you have any kind of a po- po- political background at all as a politician on a local level, maybe? Or no. Oh, yes. Actually, about a decade ago, I tried for a few years to get on at the grassroots level. Um, I, I was active around 2014, 2013 um, with the Republicans. But uh, with Republicans and Democrats, it's just one gang against the other. They have no ideas as long as you stick with the gangs. Yes. They're good. Yeah. Um, it's that gang mentality. So yeah, I can't. I don't do gang mentality. It didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat. What are you running as? Have you labeled yourself as an independent? Then um, I'm going uh, as, as an independent. Yes, I'm signing up as an independent. And my, um, I guess my politics is based on based on individualism which is objectivism written by, um, created by Ayn Rand. And her, her uh, intellectual heir, Dr. Leonard Peikoff, he's my uh, uh, philosophical uh, professor. Okay. I spent over a decade studying, not directly underneath him, but his works. I've met him a few times. And so my philosophy, as far as I can tell, is, well, not as far as I can tell, my philosophy is objectivism. I'm an honest man. Okay. So you, you believe in a government that is, that is more practical rather than ideological. In other words, a, go, a way of... Gov- Gaussian-share capitalism. Practical. It's practical. But I'm not going to, I don't want to be established as uh, pragmatic. Okay. Um, because uh, I'll describe it to you. Please. Fair capitalism. Please. It's often referred to as honest capitalism, but that's just you know because people don't know how to define their terms. Okay. But with with with, with fair capitalism, there's three parts of government. Um, let me see if I'm, I'm trying to talk to you and I'm doing the live, uh, the Facebook lives. Right. Right. And, First time I've done it, I don't know if there's, I don't think anybody's watching or anything, but maybe later. But anyway, so I can actually talk to you. Right, right. Um, uh, so, yeah, okay, uh, laissez-faire capitalism. You have three parts of government, and this is what the government needs to do. You have police. They protect me from you, you from me, 
And they go after the bad guys when they come and mess with me or you. Right. Um, they are our protectors. Um, they're not on front line protectors. They can't sit on my shoulder. So, although I don't, you know, um, so in Texas, you have the right to carry to protect yourself. Yes. And a lot of good states have the right to protect yourself because, you know, number one, it's you. It's, it's you, your life. You have to take care of it. You can't get in trouble and say, hey, hold on, hold on, bad guy. Exactly. I agree with you on that point. And then um, you have the police, the courts, which uh, currently we don't have any courts. Or, you know, just kind of barely sort of have courts right now. We, the uh, the courts, are, you know, we can have everything else. My lawnmower is outside, my HOA, you know, I can move on. But apparently courts are not very, you know, not necessary. So they closed down all the courts in the United States for the you're, flu. You're talking about now in this, uh, in these uh, vir- days of this virus and, and isolation and whatnot. This uh, amusing flu that everybody is terrified of. Oh, but I mean, right, the courts, the courts are protected, will protect us. When me and you have a contract and, you know, we can, we're working together and somehow we have a disagreement. We can both have an honest disagreement and still need the courts to you know, mediate sure. between us. Sure. And of course, you know, they protect documents and you know our rights, our property, and basically our, our our front line to protect us from the police or from other people and everything else. So, and the so, third thing that we need are military. Okay. Let me let me ask let me just let me just let me just let me just ask you a question about the courts. You're not saying that we don't need courts. Quite the opposite. You're saying that we do need them, but there is an absence of them now in these days of isolation and quarantine and whatnot. And and so so what what do you think should be done about that? I mean, how how can a fully functioning court system correlate with the need for a certain degree of isolation and social distancing? Oh well, I completely disagree with how uh, with with you know, this need. That word right there is essential need. There is no need for okay. social isolation and distancing. That is what the propaganda is that you hear constantly because you're not wearing ear protection from the government propaganda. You know, you hear this constantly, constantly, and that's what creates the mass hysteria. It's the flu. It's the cold. You, 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 you raised in it, and you, when you get a cold, you stay inside. If you have a family, you actually need a, you know, 10 years or eight years ago I, when I was married, we did, she brought on the cold from her work, uh-huh. and after I got it, she got it again, and we had to do self-quarantine ourselves in our own house. Right. I didn't have to call the government and say, hey, truck, can you, can you, can you quarantine the entire <laughs> world? Because yeah. me and my wife... You know, can't keep her hand keep can't keep from spreading the fruit from each other. So, no. so the now, government has no right to stick guns into my head and your head, anybody's head in the world, and say stay home. Is it no. is it not a, you know, and I I'm I'm not a medical professional, <clears throat> but what they are saying is that yes, this is the flu. I, I I take away the word just. It's not just the flu, and that they are saying that it is a flu type virus that is a lot more contagious than a so-called normal flu virus. So do you, th- do you, you don't, do, I really don't give a bad you, word for that. You're saying, you're, you're saying I, I, I'll, it, you can, c- you can cuss if you want I'm to on my podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. 
You can. You can cuss. Go ahead. I, I, yeah. I got to not to. I, I have to try not to. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in the Marine Corps, and I've been beat a few times well, because I cuss. I see. I've, I've won a few, and i lost a few. There you go. But uh, <laughs> I still cuss. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. It's a lot easier for me to not regulate the stuff that comes out of my mouth and to sit there and say, "Oh, your pretty little ears are going to get you know irritated yeah. from the words." If you don't, I had a girl come across the street from me. I was complaining about her dog, so she came across my yard after I asked, you know, to stop barking. And then she started hollering at me, "Why are you telling you know my dog likes to bark?" And I said, like, "Your dog's an inanimate all a a." a, a doesn't like anything you taught him to bark i see yeah. and then she starts getting mad at me <laughs> that i'm cussing and i was like here i'll trade you lady you came over to my yard you want to complain about me complaining about your dog barking you're gonna have to listen to me cuss because i Ex yeah, i'll I trade you. you i told yeah. her i trade you i said i won't cuss at you if you don't bark at me so so the police at me <laughs> So 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 to go, to go so so to go back to the the the, the government guidelines so to speak. Uh, I still haven't hit the military yet. There are three parts. Yeah, yeah, the okay, yeah. Go back to that. Yeah, you mentioned the the police, the courts, and the military. Now, yeah, tell us. In the military, the yeah. military is uh, how we protect ourselves from our foreign enemies. Our location, however, we don't have foreign enemies, so we just make ourselves a nuisance. Well, unless unless you're a dictator like. Uh, Mussolini or you know, Hitler from back time and, and Japan, which we had to step in and say no. Yeah. Nowadays, so, we just kind of be buddy buddy with them and share the flu with them and you know cause so, tariffs so, and you know tweet so, with them. And so stuff. when you, you say don't do that with dictators, <laughs> you tell them to stop. So when you say we don't have a foreign enemy, you you yeah, we had to invent one. It's called the sneeze. Well, when you say we don't have a foreign enemy, you wouldn't you wouldn't look at uh, China, <clears throat> China or Russia or North Korea or Iran as foreign enemies. Well, North Korea was put in place by, by by Carter. You have millions and millions of suffering stars and peoples for decades, and all of these people they oh he stopped the war. Okay, everybody's picking starving and dying. You have pictures of kids in the road in sight of South Korea, starving to death. And people love Carter because he stopped the war and all these people are dying. They don't understand, I guess, the cause and relationship of dictators yeah. cause death. What year was that when Carter... Um, oh, don't tell me those years. Um, that was in the 70s, I believe, 69 uh, or 70 when Carter... Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, he was president before uh, Reagan, which was nineteen eighty. Yeah, no, so I yes. there, there's there, Reagan got involved. They get rid of all the all the bad guys started to be nice again. There are there are certain there are certain political factions who would argue <clears throat> that it would be better to build up, for example, North Korea, build them up economically, and that would give North Korea the opportunity to be a contributing partner in the world. Yeah, so in the world of reward bad guys and help them be better bad guys by giving them more. We already did that once. That was called Iran and Saudi Arabia, yeah. and they nationalized our oil. And then we said, "Oh, sorry, you can keep our our, our companies, our individual private citizens' business." So, so what would be your and political? Then we just gave them free money for the next fifty years, and now we saw, and then you know, World Trade Center. So what would be your political stance then with a nation such as North Korea? What would be your political stance? How would you handle that issue? Well, I don't uh, think they're mauling me right now. Um, 
I'm sorry. What did you say? They're starving each other. Yeah. I mean, unless they're actually going to or starting a war, um, or trying to you know throw rocks at the embassy and hurt United States citizens. Uh, my political view of, uh, of of North Korea it would be to just leave them alone. It's none of my business. So I'm that is a very is- isolationist stance. In other words, America However, should worry about if herself. If they start causing trouble with American citizens, would be what the president has to step in and say, North Korea, these are these right. American citizens, and right. then the president would or would or we would need to step in. But unless they're being antagonistic and causing trouble. They can go be a dictatorship in their little world and starve their citizens if they want. I understand that to a certain extent, but what about their missile launches? Isn't that a provocation? Do you see that as a provocation? Their missile launches, they're testing missiles, they're launching them into the ocean there between uh, the Koreas and uh, Japan. These missiles are coming towards Japan. South Korea, if they wanted to take care of North Korea, they go up there and just get rid of them. The, the reason why they're standing back and not doing anything is because the United States is just kind of in the way I in see. protecting these people in North Korea starving and dying in the funny haircuts. <laughs> so, 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 so you don't see you you wouldn't consider their missile launches as a provocation. You would kind of see that just as a as a as an act of petulance that really if they has no send a missile to somebody. Anybody in that world is going to knock North Korea off the map. They're throwing yeah. them off in the in, in the water, saying, "Hey, look, we got these big bombs. If they hurt somebody, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure even Trump will step on him." Yeah, I, mean, he's I don't know. They got that bro, they got that bromance thing going there. Who knows what? Uh, Do they really have? Uh, uh, I haven't been. He's, he has been buddy buddy with a lot of dictatorships. He seems to like admire that. him. That's, he's a special. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if, if that's the case, he's a well, so so that's so, the reason why he's got to go. Fascists don't need to be in charge of America. Freedom. This agree one hundred percent. I think someone was saying about this being the land of the free and the home of the brave. I agree one hundred percent. The land of people wrapped up in quarantine toilet paper and afraid of the and, and frightened of the sneeze and butterfly bites. How many Watch people? How, how many people yeah. die of the flu yearly? Isn't I, I? I'm not sure the numbers, but from, I'm sure there's more people dying in car wrecks. We don't sit in quarantine because people dying in car wrecks. No, we don't. More people dying and freaking crossing the street, getting hit by lightning. No, that's probably not not, not that many. But so, anything can come up with more people dying than the flu. So under your presidency, in a situation like this, there would be no quarantine, uh, nothing like what we're seeing today. But would you do anything at all? to no, take no, a hold on this situation would you you would just kind no. of let it run its course as any other flu people season. have a free right to associate with groups now if there is a medical group that doesn't have the word center of con- human control as the title like we do right now you know human disease control center of disease center for, control, for disease control disease. yeah yeah. To, to, to control diseases, they, they define as a disease, anything that, you know, they, def- they can define as a disease, they have to control it. To, to control any diseases, they have to control humans. So this entire department is the center of controlling humans. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Everybody is hiding around, got their hands all bound, all nice and stuffed and cuddly, watching Netflix. How, how bad would a pandemic have to affect the United States of America in order well, for first it can't in, be the flu. 
if I can't get it when I go into kindergarten class, it's not going to. And, and yeah, kid, let me let me ask. Let me can let, walk home and sniffle. It can't be the flu. It has to be. Let me ask this measles. question. Though. It would be polio. Let me ask if this. If we get a case of polio, I think the president can step in, and everybody can say, "Hey, quarantine." Because this is deadly, but it's gone. Yeah, because this, this and it's not the flu. This is sniffles. This, this, the question I was going to ask was this: How, how bad? No, that's okay. <clears throat> the question was going to be: How bad would an epidemic or a pandemic have to affect the United States of America under your presidency before you would do something to control? Uh, yeah, how bad would it have to get not, before? It wouldn't. It, the, the thing is, the, the, what is it? Who? The World Health Organization yeah. came up there and was like, 2.2 million people are probably going to die from this sneeze. Well, there's been people that died from, typically from mass hysteria going, hey, I'm going to die. I got the flu. I'm sick and I'm going to die. I'm going to be a statistic. And people choose to die. They listen to the stories that get played, and they, and they, and they choose to they visualize their death, and they die. Um, people actually do have immune immunology, uh, immune compromise, uh -huh. and these are the 1% that are actually needing to wear the Ghostbusters suits and protect themselves. Those are the people. The, the thing is, this, this entire pandemic thing is sacrificing 99.99% of the healthy world. Well, actually, the world's not that healthy because they've been listening to these medical freaks. But they're sacrificing the entire world for less than 1% of a few people who can actually stay home and take care of themselves to get the flu. So why I is, see. I mean, that's the entire world. The entire focus is the sacrifice. It's either sacrificing some you for me or me for you. And I don't like sacrifice. I don't sacrifice you. I don't sacrifice me. I don't let my friends sacrifice each other. Well, they won't be my friends. And this entire pandemic of mass hysteria is nothing but scaring people up from the cold and flu because you can't tell the difference between the cold and the flu. So, so right now there's, I, I just looked it up as, as, as we're talking here right now, worldwide, there's 2,940,755 coronavirus deaths. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, they could have come up with more too, because you know, if I, if I uh, get in a car wreck and I have a cold, I died of, the flu, not 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 because my head was cut off. In, so you think? So you think governments are? Do you think the United States government? Do you think the United States government is manipulating the statistics? Then? Oh no! Well, the people are manipulating the statistics. The statistics is ridiculous. The thing is, it doesn't matter. Statistics are numbers. It's comparing a whole bunch. Of, Let's just imagine if we were sitting in a, in a in a room, there's a whole bunch of people in white coats, and for years we've been studying the flu. And the flu, the, the viruses, they're groups. It's not just one virus, and this is a, a script of a virus, and it has 100 lines. They're, it's a group. They're all a little bit different, and they all, you know, these thousand different types of uh, viruses, bacteria is going to be the, 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 this particular flu. And they've been watching these viruses and then pushing these harmful, harmful um, vaccines for people for decades so they've been pushing it and pushing it and people have been taking and trying to get scared and you know oh my god it's flu season typically in flu season you know 100 years ago you just you know continue to stay healthy get in the sun yeah. eat vegetables and you know the, the lettuce and yeah. you know, anything you need to do healthy now i had someone get uh, told me 
my husband's always been so healthy. He, uh, every time he gets something, he goes to the doctor and gets checked up and, 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 and does exactly what the doctor says. Yeah. But the doctors don't know anything about health. They're taught medical science, medical tools. They're taught about statistics and all these drugs that they come out there. But to actually be healthy, these people, they look on the edge of, you know, dying of a heart attack themselves. And they're saying, <laughs> yeah. and they're telling people, it doesn't matter what you eat. Here, take, eat these pills. Yeah, I'm with you I mean, on that. I mean, there you, know, are... you can take the pee either, you know, you know what's a contradiction right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I do believe that a lot of drugs, uh, certain drugs are pushed on people when the solution I could the doctor, be. I've only been to the doctor, let's see, about 10 years ago. In most of my life, I've never actually, I, I, I take my cup of serenity or my, my, uh, my cup of uh, sovereignty with me when I go talk to a doctor. I have some particular items that I need to have tested or I'm curious about or and I go to the doctor and I get these tests done and I get away from them as fast as possible. Okay. And because they, they, they know only what they're taught and they have oh, so much, um, the fundamentals are flawed in their schools. They're, they're still taught like the hypothesis of DNA. Like people want to believe that they're a car, that the DNA is fixed and the, the DNA writes that you're going to live 69.3 years old. Yeah. And if you smoke, you're only going to live 68 years. So why matter about smoking? You can smoke all your life and do unhealthy things. And then when the doctor says, oh, you're getting sick, you can stop smoking. <laughs> but you, you've already got 70, you know, 50 yeah. years, 30 years right. of bad disease on you. You're not, you know, you, right. you've already ruined your body and you're going to die. So you know, that's what you want. To, that's not pro-life here on earth. If you want to live on earth and you want to live happy, long, prosperous, you need to take care of your body. Now, you sure. don't need to paint your fingernails, but you're going to have <laughs> to take care of your fingers. Sure, sure. You're going to have to take care of your toes and so you don't get fungus. Sure. Because all these little things, they add up. Now, if you have rotten toenails and you cut your foot and you're old and you go to bed and that fungus and your, your dirty feet cut, gets in that leg, your leg gets infected and you wake up and you're going to die. Because you're 65 years old and you haven't been taking care of yourself. Now, another person who works in the garden cuts themselves, gets some, let's, let's even try the thieves' oil. They clean it up, they put the thieves' oil on it, but the doctor's oh, herbs don't, you know, don't matter. But right. even though it, if you go look on the studies, that does help. Sure. There are evidence that these things do Absolutely. help. I mean, I wouldn't get. Now, if you wait, now if that man waits two weeks and all of a sudden his leg is. is you know, bleeding and pus coming out, and he wants to dump thieves' oil on it. Okay, that's ridiculous. It's it's it's, it's not going to help. Right, right. That's when you go to the doctor and they use these nuclear bombs of antibiotics. Hopefully, that nuclear bomb of antibiotic will kill it. Well, a I do. A healthy person will fix it right away. Will keep his toes clean, keep his feet clean, keep his body clean, his skin healthy. Everything he wants to do here on Earth. So when he cuts himself, when he has some sort of damage, if he gets in a car wreck. If he loses a loved one that he's had for 18 years, that mm -hmm. was so close to him, his health will keep him strong and founded. So those few weeks and months will pass, and he'll be able to grow again and find new values. You have to. Sure, I would imagine that a healthy, healthy. I would imagine that a healthy person and a non-healthy person, if they both get the same type of injury, that healthy person will recover quickly than the unhealthy, quicker than the yeah, uh, unhealthy with person. The same injuries. 
are going to have two different reactions. The healthy, if it was an alcoholic, exactly, you can have an easy injury and die. Exactly, one that's that my point. Worse, oops. <laughs> if the one has a bad, yeah, 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 that's my point. But within, but within all of that, the, you you do see that there is a place for doctors. There is a place for medicine. But you think it's just been that 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 authority that uh, the 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 medicinal world has has been misused and has been applied hmm. in I, I, unethical ways on our society. Or there's a few different flaws. First, the education of the doctors. They're highly educated in what the pharmaceutical injury in, in, uh, industry who is in, in fascist with the government. Now you have medical, you have the doctors who are uneducated or, or miseducated. Um, they're taught to uh, use and abuse the argument from authority. Well, the perfect example is the opiate crisis in America. People are being uh, over-medicated uh, with these pain medications, and it's led to a, to a situation where addiction for, to opiates is out of control. It's nothing out of control. It just leaves people alone. In any, in any area that we have in our lives that we have given freedom, everywhere it has become better. And I think there was a study in Germany that they removed all the lights and all the signs and everything and all the crosswork things in the city. And all of a sudden there was no accidents. There was no traffic. The traffic went huh. away. And because there weren't traffic keepers, authorities to, who, who, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, enforcers, traffic enforcers. Okay. First they nationalized, the our roads were private for a long time, but the government nationalized it because they, for, for whatever reason. Yeah, the interstate, the, inter, the, the interstate system that was, uh, that was well, built that up. That was a, a horrible thing too. You think so? Um, Look what it, do you no don't think, infrastructure. You, you don't, I'm anti-infrastructure. You, now, you don't the think that the, no right to steal property. Yeah, but you, okay, yeah, I agree. I think I'd be pretty pissed if they told me my, my property had to there's disappear because they want to build a, properties that say, hey, you know, here's my gun, we're the government, you're going to move because we want to make this huge streak of concrete across the world. So the advancement, and, and instead of being the advancement, um, robbers. so the advancement that our interstate system, for example, has made when it comes to transportation of goods and services to people, you don't think that was worth it? They didn't help anything. They made things worse. How so? We would have well. Firstly, we we had railroad tracks going across the, our, yeah. our, our our that was okay. I mean, they used the government to get those, and we were good. Those were our our heart, our blood pulsing across the United States was when we were able to get those train tracks across there. But then the government had you know started people going you know people are getting better and some went worse, and they're always trying to get easy things, and so people were trying to get the government to help them get their own business started and train tracks. And so as the government stayed in there, um, people started getting um, the, the ferries across the rivers. And the bridges, people were having to get ferries. They were owning the bridge and were having to get ferries to cross the bridge, cross the rivers. And that's good. But then the government got involved with the ferries. This is Zeus, by the way. Yeah, yeah I see that. For my listeners who don't see the video, you're holding a ferret. Look at that little guy. <laughs> hey, Zeus. <laughs> Zeus with the loose caboose. <laughs> he's just got this, you know, he's a ferret. Look, look at that little guy. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so, you, so the, it's the, all wrong. All these roads, are, they, 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 it's, it's, it's infrastructure. And the government has no thing about infrastructure because in 1950s, when we started getting all the time, um, 
philosophy over and we started being taken over in the 1950 and our technology stopped there's no reason for me to be driving a car with technology from the 1950s i should be just like the jetsons and getting in my car <laughs> in my garage flying up before i even into my garage driveway and then levitating up and housing and going around there with no goals just like in back in the future but you know what we have government regulations from the 1970s that says this gas tank can't be at the end of the you know where it is well we learned that and no one in the car industry is going to make that mistake again because of one court case it could have just stayed as one court case with that pinto or something with the gun exploding but wouldn't you say that there tank? have been the government has has stopped and over the years we have stayed with these weird cars these old cars and the only thing difference between one car and the next basically is the color well, and that's well, because of governments that's not because of lack of technology i have plugs in my house that are gtes or some sort of stickers on them because of the government regulation i don't want ac in my house i want dc i want to be able to plug dc it's safer it's healthier, but, but isn't a certain amount of government, but isn't a certain amount of government no. regulation necessary for the good of society? Because if so you had, okay, but, but, let me, let me understand, let me, let me understand this thing, this thing, what regulation is, that's fascism, by the way, regulation is, do I have the right to come up to you and tell you that you can't do this? Do I, do I, can I tell you to do no, this? I, no, no. Okay. So how is it that just because you voted in there or a group of people came up and says, you need to have a three-pong plug with this and a gte certification sticker on in your house do i have the right to make you do that so why does it how does the government get the right because they have guns i can give you an make, example make me do that you know i don't want too much government overreach either i don't want them in my person in my mean, face but here's the thing but here, here's that. i can just give you an example uh my question is is isn't a certain amount of government regulation necessary to make society go smoothly for example i can give i can put it on a very basic i can put it i can put it on a i can put it on you don't have the right to make anybody let me ask a question though let me give you let me give you an example let me give you an example i can put it on a very basic level i'm a musician uh i have guitars i have amps uh my amps and my music equipment uh you know it's a two-prong plug that goes into a certain electrical current if i want to go and play some music with my friends who have a four pronged plug and a totally different electrical current now all of a sudden we can't do our thing musically that is just one example but you can expand on that example and see how much chaos there would probably be have you ever in used society. A USB cable? There's three different ones now: the USB A, USB C, and yeah. USB, and even in uh, Apple Lightning cords. They're yeah. awesome. And people complain. I've had I've heard somebody complain about Apple. They're leaving Apple because they have a new, faster technology, yeah. and you're having to buy a new cord. Now, I, I'm going to keep Apple because they're updating their technology and getting new cords and making faster and better. Now. It's does the government you need to come in there and say, hey, you're you are evolving. You, uh, Apple's timeline is two years. 
two-year timeline. That's, 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 they, they project things further out there, but yeah. they change. And they make sure that their products improve and everything. They have a two-year timeline. And but I, that I practice the two-year timeline. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything and to do with government. right for the government to come in. Those electricity plugs that you're talking about is the same thing as those cables. So what right? What, I mean, yeah, okay, you, there's an industry standard that people come around and they agree voluntarily. Well, that's what I was going to say. Standards. That's what I was going to say. That's not really government overreach. That that's just an, that's just an industry standard, which kind of is controlled by no the market limit. that is a voluntary agreement it is now, kind of can, that means that means that if i don't want to use those cables those three prongs or two prongs or usb a cable and i only want to use usb c and i only want to have dc in my house i would have the right to do that and i can choose to do that but in in with the government it's illegal and i and it, i'm breaking the law and i and if anything that is illegal you have to, to make things to understand that this how this is important, how this regulation is. Regulations any, can only exist, any thinking laws can only exist if you want it to be upheld by a gun. If a cop can come in here and fit a gun to my head, and you're willing to say, yes, that cop needs to fit a gun to my head and force me to use that two, three-prong plug or the USB-A, USB-C, if this is the way you feel, then you need to vote for somebody else because... So I don't like guns pointed my head. I don't like you like guns pointed in your head. If you want to use those two phones, you can go to the industry standard. Keep up with that technology individually yourself yeah. and choose yourself. Not go to the government and say, okay, we can only use USB-C from now on. So, so now, now you've mentioned uh, three, three aspects of our, of our, of our government. Uh, the three aspects that, that, that you feel are important. You mentioned the courts, you mentioned the police and you mentioned the military. Now, we have courts, we have police, and we have military now. What would you, as a president, change? You get elected into office, what would you change with the courts? What would you change about the police? What would you change about the military? Well, I will say no a lot. First off, mm -hmm. the military is not world police. And second... Bring the troops home? The U.S. police, the state police are not military. So these raid, these police raids that people are doing, pretending the police are pretending to be military and doing military ta tactics without military training. Um, yes, the squad, the police squads, you know, they come around there and they wear these things. We the have no teams, training for yeah. that. You have four years in the, in the, uh, in the Marine Corps and we, we, you have constant training. You guys, they go put on the uniform and they're taught how to tighten it up. Yeah. And they go in there and they kill people's dogs and and, ch and children and pick guns to children's heads. But now, do you what see? What change about the police? Let me let me get this one because I I'm I'm I'm, I'm tough on the police okay. and I call them the mafia in blue, and it's insulting. It's insulting to be the police and for me if I'm if, I, if I'm running for the president of the United States and I'm calling the police the mafia in blue, it's insulting. Yeah, and now how would I explain that? Do I do I apologize to these people when I do, to, to say, "Hey, I'm calling you the mafia in blue." Do you no, apologize? I'll explain to you. This is this is the point. No, I'm not going to, because the police are there to protect individual rights, not violate them. And when your your entire system is there uh, violating individual rights, you, the police have to make a decision to to uphold the law, and they have to uphold the law, and they have to violate individual rights to do this. In all these laws, you're waking up. You're waking up citizens as slaves. We wake up, we are violating the law. So at any point in time, these police who are, 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 are to protect and serve are, are now having to violate and make decisions on 
on on what's going on. They don't they don't. That's not their problem. That's their, they, they they talk to me and they understand. I've talked to these people. I love my beat cops. I I know I know about seven or eight of my 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 police because of my house, uh-huh. and I go to the farmers market, urban harvest every Saturday. And I love that. It's my social. It's my social thing. And I know those two police officers down there, and I like them. Yeah. And they, they're, they're, these police are good people. Now the traffic police, they're they're the they're the uh, they're the new highway robbers. They used to protect us from highway robbery. Now hold on, I'm still going. I know you got okay, a question. Just yeah. a minute, hold on. Yeah. Um, and I keep jumping around. I I I'll pull it on in. Um, the police used to protect us from highway robbery, not 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 pull us over because you're going 85. Yeah. I'm sorry, I move 25% faster than anybody else. Even my health is 25% healthier. If some people take 30 days to do something, it would take me about 24 to 25 days to heal from something. I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm statistically that 25% movement rate faster um, than the police. Now you have good, you know, the detectives, the, all the police force are, are good people. But they have a contradiction. They have to, they have to, you know, be able to deal with violating individual rights, protecting people's, and upholding the law. But their duty is to uphold the law. So they have to violate individual rights. And I have a, uh, and if I'm going to change my house, they have to come in here and they're going to put me in wall. They're going to, you know, they, let's see what they did to Waco. They're going to have to do their job. Well, let me ask you. Um, let me ask you this. Okay. But so so hold on. There's mafia in blue. Is that insult? So these people, they're going to have to, they have to choose to be able to, 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 to protect me or to uphold the law and violate my rights or they could, or hurt me. So they, 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 are, they, they, they are constantly in a struggle. And right now, I don't think it's moral to be a policeman. I cannot. But I what is the connection? Because I would not be able to handle that contradiction myself. But where's the contradiction? Why is it a contradiction or where is the conf? How, how does it become an instance of violating someone's rights if the police are protecting someone? But the, the, the laws aren't protecting them. First off, the police don't w- w- protect, you know, partially. They're Let me like give you an example. Fly overhead. They're supposed to be like birds. You, you don't see them. They're supposed to stay out of the way, and they fly over us. And they and they and if if I have trouble, I call them and say, "Hey, bird, there's a thug." And they come down here and they get rid of the thug. So you don't believe they in they the police out for the dead animals? But what about the police being a visible uh, entity mm-hmm. in society, and that visibility no, is a deterrent for certain? And that's not their business to prevent bad actions. That's like me trying to prevent you from doing. From, from forcing you to do, hitting a gun to forcing you to do. Preventive law is the most harmful laws. That's the ones that really people don't understand is that it's not your right to prevent people from hurting themselves. Well, so, so if there's a... make people better. Again, it's that thing where you were. You're making people. If you're going to prevent, you are making people do what you want them to do. So you mentioned the beat cops. Be nice, so you mentioned the beat cops. You, you mentioned the beat cops in your neighborhood. Those guys are out there patrolling. Are they then violating rights by being visible and, and actively patrolling? Because isn't the act of a police patrol preventive in itself? No, they're, they're, they're in, a, in a respect, it is preventive okay. because they are out there. But exactly. That's not the purpose. That's the purpose that's is just the purpose, to, of them. the purpose is for them to just respond. You're saying the purpose is for them to just respond when a citizen calls upon them for help and do paperwork. And to do paperwork. And go get the bad guys. 
they can't if they can respond fast enough hey i'm, I'm on the phone and i see these thugs and they're looking at my house and they look like they're about to rob me and so, the police come and they catch the thugs before you know as they're breaking so you don't think you know, that, that's you don't think the police should be active until the citizenry calls upon them to do something they can patrol yeah, they that's fly why. around. They fly around. That's patrolling. That's the patrolling, I guess, is flying around. But they have no right to come up and say to you, um, you cannot pick up and throw a baseball. Now, if you oh, wait, wait, there was an example of that guy uh, <clears throat> running down a beach yeah. or playing basketball. There was a kid playing basketball on a court just recently. He got a fine like $1,000 or $600 because he was alone in a court, in a basketball court, playing basketball during this quarantine. And the, and one of the replies was, oh, what if everybody did that? The police have to do that because what if everybody went out there? Well, that's egalitarianism. And everybody, has you ever seen any human being, everybody, you can't even get two people to do the same thing. Now, the egalitarianism, <laughs> what if everybody does that? Well, let me ask you this. Reality of the fact is there's one guy playing basketball by himself. And this, this police, this act there, this police, he was upholding the law. He had to choose and he chose poorly. He had to upload the law. His orders, his duty was to go up there and harass that man, violate his individual rights. And let me give you an example you know, here. He, just he to, his money. He stole. He was stole because I'm money. trying. I'm trying to understand your 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 um how you feel about the police and what their duty is. And then we can move on. But I just want to throw one example out there. Okay. Now I'm going to go get some water. I'm going to tell this on Facebook live. I'm going to go get me a drink while he's talking. So y'all going to have to you know, listen to him yeah. for the next few minutes. The, ci the citizenry has not called the police, but the police are aware of a drug house where drugs are being sold. So, well, that, let's see, that's those, the, those drugs, right those now. drugs are not supposed to be illegal. Being illegal um, is the violation is the, uh, um, the violation of independent rights, individual rights right there. So before you even continue on with that story, the flaw <laughs> is already found. And well, it's, it's not a flaw. If the, if the, if, again, I wouldn't say it's a flaw. It's the, the fact. No, it's just a fact that you believe. Of, uh, it's just a fact that you believe that drugs should not be illegal. That's not a flaw. It's a violation That's, of individual. Who who may, who am I to tell you you can't take Benadryl? Am I going to tell you and put a gun to my head, in your head, and say you can't take Benadryl, or you can you can smoke alcohol, which is one of the, or you can smoke alcohol. You can drink alcohol. That's yeah. illegal. It's one of the most unhealthy, deadly, poisoning drugs out there. But that's the most legal one, you know. And it, it, the the this thing I think is the reason why it's illegal is because it hurts you. And if you feel good, you're supposed to suffer afterwards. And that's why alcohol is really liked because you go out and party, and then you got to suffer from it. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things. Well, I think it's rather bizarre that alcohol... If, if you want to enjoy yourself, get something that's an intoxicant, that's not alcohol, yeah. that makes you feel good. You can, you can be in, in, intoxicated a little bit, enjoy your evening, wake up at 5 a.m. the next morning and go to work and feel great. I ain't gonna do that. It's just gonna it's just destroys you. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I think it's bizarre that alcohol is okay, but, it's, but it's marijuana legal. is not. That's just a weird exactly weird thing to me. So these so, okay, so, so, so forget we talking about this drug thing. This drug people, the police are going to have to violate the individual rights of these drug users who are probably perfectly at home, okay. watching Netflix, drugged up. Okay, so let's drop the let's let's so drop my story. Let's let's drop my story. Then let's drop my story about the drug house. No, the 
citizenry has not called the police, but the police find out that there is a pedophile ring. They have all of their proof. They might have video or uh, computer data proving that there's a pedophile ring. Uh, when the police bust into that pedophile ring and arrest the people that are involved, is that a violation of their rights, or is that the people, or is that the police protecting society? Well, that's of course the police protecting society. They need to be able to watch stuff like that. That's one of the things about the um, Zeus. So, about, uh, so they're stopping these pedophiles that are doing a certain amount of harm in society. But if they stop a drug ring, most of the time, they stop the, other, the, the federal bureau of investigation has actually pushed. Ped, um, uh, these uh, that pornography, the baby porn, yeah. and get people in trouble, entice these people with these with, with these products, um, and so? then arrested them. Uh, now, but but if you that's, but if you put a, if you put a video on someone's or someone has access to a video of a child performing sex acts, that person can choose to stop looking at it. If that person chooses okay, to look, they, they already broke the law. How, so they already broke the law, though. How's that? So the, the government who, who has allowed these, these things to go on there, and you're looking at a video, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, my God, that girl, she looks so young. Now, there is a porn star who has gotten quite famous. I don't remember her name, but she was a porn star. She, she was just a very adult woman, came adult woman, for years. I think she started when she was like 16 or 15 years old. I do believe that's and, Linda um, Lovelace you're talking about. Is that it? And they were she went on her 18th birthday. She went to, did a one last, her last little porn, I think. I don't know what, I don't know anything about it. And on her 18th <laughs> birthday, and then all of her other porn became illegal. Yes. And she just made a bunch of money. And now she's, you know, yeah, she, yeah. I, I, I think I've seen her. She was a very beautiful woman. But well, um, hopefully it didn't scar her so much. You know, that, so you think not, so you think that police power should be drastically reduced? You believe that certain aspects of no. police activity is an infringement upon the civil liberties of people? You know, the police power is can is absent. The police need to have laws that don't violate their individual rights. They need to protect us. Okay, yeah. They need to be able to protect us. They don't need to be able to choose, have to choose to violate. They don't, they don't need to go. That guy's duty was he had to go violate that man's rights when he was playing basketball. That was his obligation. So he had to go do that. It would have been against the, it would, he would have, sorry, could have lost his job. But it was immoral for him to do it. So that's a, a concept of okay. law, legal immorality. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. The mafia blue, you can't, I, I couldn't do it. And but I as president. I mean, so good people, again, but as, who, who are no individual rights. But and as, you choose that every day. But as president, would you not need a good and a good level of mutual respect with the police force and calling them the mafia in blue kind of <laughs> that puts you off in a, in a, in a bad position in a bad starting position when it comes to having relations with the police force, you know, the FBI, for example, you're going to have to have a lot of contact and close cooperation with, with uh, the yeah, justice read, department read his, as a president. Uh, um, but the thing is, yes, oh, absolutely. It, it will be a struggle to have, Good policemen, all, all, all few of them vote for me. And even the bad policemen, Bob, couldn't vote for me. The thing is, they will vote for me because they don't want that contradiction either. I, I'm sure some. I'm sure me. some would they vote for you. Absolutely. They, 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 they police became police 
because they want to protect, they want to be good in society. They don't want to violate individual rights. That's the reason why they become the police. They don't want to be mafia in blue. And I know it's insulting to them. And that's the reason why they they will vote for me is because they know that I will do my best to make sure our laws protect individual yeah. rights i'm sure some would vote for you but I, I also am aware of uh the, you know the police have a very strong union in the fop fraternal order of police i can imagine yes, them I'm also going for the individual i I'm see local groups i see i'm a, i'm going for the largest group i see which Everyone. is the individual yeah individual thinking man i man see with integrity and there's see. all those not a man in integrity in the police force I you see. have to be especially like the detectives and you know, once you get up there, you have to have to be able to think. Now, now you, if they you, want to be the mafia in blue. They won't vote for me. Now, you also mentioned want them to. you also mentioned the military. What would you change about our military structure, or perhaps in the way in which we implement our military? Uh, you kind of touched on the fact that you would kind of you're, you're kind of thinking bring the uh-huh. troops home. We don't have any business outside of our own shores with the military. Is that correct? Is that a correct statement? Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, let's see. There'd be a lot of work having to be done, you know, getting the military kind of back where it, believes, it needs to be. Um, do you believe we should close? Do you believe we should close down some bases, international bases, and bring those troops home? Do we have any? Would, do we have any business in the Middle East, for example? Individual. individual uh, individual context you can't just say i want to bring all the military we will get rid i would uh, stop the uh, world police now right. the thing is we have four different parts of the military you have air force you know the navy the army and the marines and the thing is we haven't had any, there's no there's nothing that we can't do there's no there, if we wanted to take over china and get rid of those t- those totalitarian governments in, in North Korea. Yeah. And get good free people in there. Yeah. We could do it. We could do it but militarily if we chose. That Trump is already buddy buddy with these dictators. Yeah. Because he is a dictator himself. He wants to be a dictator. He wants to continue another four years. He likes fascism and the attention, you know, going, you know, being on Twitter and treating people and things. Well, I tell you, that's not too big of a uh, ideological step to take when you see that he is enamored by some of these dictators. He's he. It's yeah, obvious that it's he admires disgusting. them. So it kind of yeah. it's very disgusting, and it's a little bit scary to think that not only does he admire them, but maybe he wants to emulate them, and that's yeah. not good in our democracy. Well, I don't. I think you can trust it or now that the presidents are only going to last eight years. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Another issue is I, I've mentioned that when I've mentioned that I'm running for U.S. presidency, or I start, I start commenting about stuff. People, people uh, start saying that um, we should go into martial law. I've had that people. I, I've had a few um, uh, instances where people say we need to go to martial law. That's um, that's wrong. Pretty drastic. That's pretty drastic. You can't. No, no, no. That's not drastic. It's dumb. Our people, our police, are the toughest and the strongest. The military and our government. There ain't no group of people, there's no martial law in ever to do that. That's just ridiculous to come up with a contact that we can somehow group together and take over our government and redo it and win a government. I mean, it's, it's against the law for our government. It's the Second Amendment for a, a group of people to 
gather with guns. Now, it's okay for an individual to group together, uh-huh. to go around in a group, to let's say a mall that allows um, you to conceal carry in there to protect yourself. Um, and a whole bunch of people are going there. Now, but if I hit my, uh, my, uh, my Curios gang of misfits, the Curios misfits, and there's 20 <laughs> of us, and we all put our, our uh, uh, open carry in, uh-huh. in, in there, our open carry guns. I don't open carry, by the way. Okay, because um, I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. I, I have shown my concealed carry before. You know, these people that kind of like, oh, he's, because uh, I'm five foot seven and I weigh about 135, 140 pounds. I'm solid steel, though. Hey, you are a but pretty fit know, guy. You, know, you got these two, 300, 300 pound people that six foot four inch yeah. tall want to come around and push me along. I show yeah. my equalizer. Right. I used to be able to fight. I used to fight on. I'm fast. I can, I can do those, you know, the moves and pit a big guy down and everything, mm. but. I'm also about to turn 45 and I'm lazy and I'd rather just put a bullet in there. <laughs> it's a lot less sweat. But most of the time, the few times that I have shown it, they've kind of behaved again and, and, and treated me a little bit more with respect. But there's another point I was going when you were asking, I think, before I got to that. Um, I smoked. I was just kind of asking about what you would do if there would be any restructuring of the military and you answered by saying it would have yeah, to be taken on yeah, an individual basis like like closing bases and whatnot. If there is any sort of warfare that we would I would use the Marines the way they were supposed to. You say now the, 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 the Congress and everybody tries to don't want to win. No one in the, the, the Congress and everything hates it when America wins. And since the 1950s, if we told everybody that we were a sleeping tiger, yeah. now we're not even a purring cat. <laughs> but uh, um, the military, at least, are, will take care of us. You don't actually have to have a barbarian warrior society. You just need a good military. But again, we don't have any foreign shores. No, no enemies. Yeah. Um, so the, the police, or the, the military police, the, the Marines are going to be used if we have trouble now, if North Korea starts deciding to go into war again, I would I would just say, hey, you know, um, I think probably what, the first Marine divisions is the ones that I'm not sure which division it is, but you just say, hey, send Third. in a, a, a platoon of Marines and take out China, or the the Navy SEALs. I actually was trained to be. I was I would, my goal when I joined the military was to get into Navy SEALs. Okay, and uh, I, I didn't make the swim. I gained like thirty five pounds in boot uh. camp and got fat. I was like in the Marine Corps. You gained weight in Marine Corps boot camp. <laughs> oh wow! They made you eat so yeah. much. And I got. I remember I was going about the one thirty. I was swimming every day and I was running and I was working out because I was going for the Navy SEALs. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I even was ready because I'm shorter than most people, and you have to. It's really horrible because. You, you know, as a team, but I couldn't make the damn. I would, it was awful, but anyway. Uh, so, so, uh, but they, we, we don't have wars. There's no wars that's in there. We have. We don't need these huge. So, when you say anymore. we don't have any enemies, can I paraphrase you in by saying that we don't have any enemies that are a true threat to us militarily, or do you mean we don't have any enemies? Period. Oh, as a threat. Okay, yeah. There's bad people. Oh, we, we have tons of enemies. Those yeah. people trying. Uh, but they're not as you know, they're not as significant. If you wake up and you say I hate, you know, Christians and and, and, and Jews, that's that's an enemy, right? Because, I mean, right. You know, well, just the mere fact the mere fact that someone says that doesn't mean that they are an enemy that can actually do you harm. So, no, no, so the United States has enemies, but. In there and, so the United States if has enemies, but... They don't but, typically ask, act on it. Right, I understand. 
Let me let me ask you this uh, on some more. The heroes of society are only about one to three percent. So, the, the, there's a small group of people, and if they're, uh, the the people who actually are the fanatics are the one to one or two to three percent. Right. Right. Now, so yeah, so they're there and they can do damage, but uh, but. I can't see them doing anything so significant that it's going to change the very fabric of our society. Of course, you know, I don't, I'm not. Well, they did. They did. Look what they did in 2001. They did change the fabric of society. We gave them money for decades with the, with the oil and then they flew buildings. So then, so then, so then we need to change. Americans. And then, so then America we, attacked two non-combatant societies. So then we need to change and, the premise then. So America does have enemies that can do significant damage. We need to change the premise that well, we said a few minutes ago. damage a long time ago either. We've let them. Okay. Let me ask you about some, some let me ask you about some domestic issues. Um, women's, um, women's, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to flip, I'm going to flip this on you real quick. We can come back to that stuff, but I want to make sure I get this in about the domestic issues. Um, and I guess this kind of goes along. We already talked domestically when it comes to the, to the police force. Uh, but what can you say, what would you change? Or do you feel there needs to be a change in the court system and how justice is applied? Now, I will, I'll give you an exact um, premise here. The premise is that justice is applied, or, or I'm sorry, punishment within the court system is applied much more harshly on black men than any other demographic in America. What do you say to that? In other words, a black man gets caught with uh, with five grams of crack, and a white woman gets caught with ten grams of of powder cocaine. That black man is going to do more time, or even if they both get caught with the same kind of drug, statistics will say that that black man will be punished more harshly with more jail time than any other any other race, gender, demographic. What do you say about that? Not true. I don't know. It is true, according to the statistics. Uh, black statistics men, are argument from ignorance. Ignorance, anybody who ever comes up to me and starts saying it's the statistics, that's just arguing from ignorance. The thing is, if... if but don't you think there's true, any value in statistics? You understand why. No, no, hold on. It, 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 statistics can, be a point you, can point you in the right direction, but they don't give you any actual knowledge. But if you're going to use these statistics, and let's see if we, they can point us in the right directions. And I'm going to assume that this statistic is true. Yeah. Let's say that uh, oh, for every four people that are arrested, I don't know, I don't, let's just say it's true. I'm going go on there. Now, why is this true? Is it because that black people are realistically bad people? Well, the facts, no, the facts. It is not. The there is no difference between the skin and color. That's just a melatonin thing. It's right. a happenstance. Yeah. Now, if, now, the thing is, with, with the help of governments, um, regulations and housing industries and other people grouping everybody together, getting poor edu education, um, not getting educated, um, the bad uh -huh. philosophy, the gang philosophies. Um, the welfare. Uh -huh. When you pay people to do nothing, you're going to get more of it. So when you subsidize poor people, you, they're going to be more poor because they got they don't. What would you do? What and would you so do then to? You're growing the bad people. So if these statistics are right, and 
Well, here, here, let me give you. Let, these, I, I, let me, let know, me give I, you, I, let me give you, let me give you a more solid. I, I, I support profiling. How so? So why? You, and the thing is, because you you have to judge. You look out personally. I walk around, and I'm walking around. I used to go to bed after sunset. You know, eight thirty. Last night I went to bed. I uh, just before nine, and I woke up at six a.m. I got nine hours of full sleep last night. Uh huh. Now, but let's say I go out on a Saturday night, and in Dallas there's this place called I don't know what it is now how the how it is, but thirty twenty years ago there's this place called Deep Ellum. Uh-huh. And at night it was it's you can go there and you're going to get in a fight if you go in there. It's it's it's, it's a it was a you know, kind of a dark area. But there there are clubs and people go out there and, and get into trouble. Uh-huh. And I go out there. And you, you know that they're right there at that party place, at this deep elm. Statistically speaking, people are going to get in trouble. Okay. So if you go there, there's likely, you're, you're, you're 100% more likely to get robbed, get pushed, get a drunk guy get in a fight with you. Then if you go at 2 p.m. in the afternoon to the mall and go to the Apple store. So now it's not that these, these, these people at night are black. But it's it's dark. They're partying. They're intoxicated. You have all this different context. That statistically speaking, because of all of this different context, you're likely to get hurt. The, or these people are likely to statistically to get hurt. Now it has nothing to do with their color of the skin. It's just the right. fact of the context. Now the gay same thing. If these there are white neighborhoods in which people are going to. Uh, if they're in, 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 in getting trouble, yeah. uh, I know a young lady who had had once. He's uh, still sort of a friend, but she got arrested because her boyfriend was selling the same thing they were selling at CS, CVS and Walgreens, but it was against the law. Right, and she, it was and she got put into prison for two years. She was an Airbnb guest, Airbnb guest of mine for a few weeks. And her, she was she her daughter was seven years old when I met her daughter, and her daughter became a good friend of mine and still is. I call her Supergirl, and she's seven now. But her mom was was kidnapped from her because it's mandatory for her mom to be put in jail for two years. What was she selling? The, I I don't know. It was some class. It was I. I, I it was a, a, a some sort of was some sort of narcotic narco- sh- narcotic or something. Okay. I really don't okay. know. I didn't get into details with her. Okay. I just play with her daughter a lot. We dance and go. Yeah. The, you know, um, but uh, she was kidnapped, taken away from her daughter for two years, and put in the jail because she wasn't doing anything immoral. Because the, the, if it was immoral, the CBS and Walgreens pharmaceuticals. Would be in trouble too. Yeah, but immoral is immoral. Permission. She was just well, exactly, and that makes it illegal. Have permission, and that makes it illegal. Had to send the police to violate her individual rights to kidnap her from her daughter, who's another you know the the relationship of her daughter at seven years old for five two years. Her mom was kidnapped and put into jail. It's just the most disgusting thing. And yes, the same thing with these these bad people. If they get arrested and they get more years because they're doing drugs, being black, 
than being white. The well, the thing, thing is, looking person is not going to get in more trouble than the ugly person. An ugly, unattractive person statistically will get more time. Than <laughs> also, yeah. if you if you go to court at ten a.m., you are statistically better off to get less time than whether you go to court at. 3 p.m. Because at 3 p.m. the courts are pissed off. They're ready to get home and they're tired. They're grumpy. But at so, 10 a.m., if you're lucky enough, you'll likely get off of more than what you're leaving. Those so, are your statistics. So to, for, to, formulate, to formulate my question, let me give you a premise and then let me ask you a very clear and cut question. Um, <clears throat> the premise is, and this is according to uh, statistics by the ACLU, uh, the American Civil, Civil Liberties Union, um, that despite the fact that white people are more likely to be using marijuana and, and in possession of marijuana, black people are 3.73 times more likely than whites to be arrested for marijuana. So that is the premise. And with that being the premise, if you accept those numbers and that fact right there, do you think that anything is wrong with that? And if you think that something is wrong with that, what would you do as president to correct that? I should, I, should, I should say, hey, we need more white people to get in trouble to make the statistics easy. No, it just so happens that that group of people in, in there, in, in the middle of, of there, of, of downtown, getting subsidies, there's a whole group of them, and they cause trouble. The police go up there, and it doesn't matter what their color of their skin is. Yeah, but in this case, it does matter because it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but uh, and that's a good thing. It doesn't matter to me either. People being, being white or black. If the police are doing something wrong, then the police need to handle. Need to be. It needs to be brought up as an individual basis. So, do you uh, think that the police? Uh, to go back to my to, to go back to I my original racist police men, to, to go not as what you're, the hint of this 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 question is against black and whites. And I don't recognize race as that. It's statistically speaking, when I put my when I asked for my gender, or not my gender, my race, I put my race is curious. Yeah, but the thing is one. Yeah, but the thing is is that race does exist. And it does exist. Do you it think needs to be out of the government because the government doesn't need to recognize race. They need to recognize citizens. The government doesn't care if you're white, black, blonde, girl. You want to have balls and say you're a woman, and if you want to have a vagina and say you're a man, the government doesn't care, and it doesn't need to take statistics. It needs to, the, 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 the statistics is this bad person, it doesn't matter what color it is, did a bad thing, and he needs to be punished accordingly to justice. So do as you? The law states, and it doesn't matter what it color of his skin is. Now, if the, if the, if now, these statistics, it's, you're, they, they seem to be used, and you can use the statistics to imply anything. These statistics are being used that the police are, are trying to imply the police are racist, are acting on a racist basis. And, that they, and they also do the same thing with profiling, that, oh, profiling is racist. No, if you have a whole bunch of people wearing hoodies, walking around, you know, slinging gang signs at each other, that's... You know, a good chance that those are that that is a game that if you walk over in there, you're you're probably going to get beat up. You know, something bad is going to happen to you. So you and do it, not, and it's violating the law. Let me just ask you a question. In guns, and they're a group in the game. Those police have a right to break them up because they don't have the right to carry guns in a game. So let me just ask a question then. You do do you or do you not think? that the court system meets out justice gives issue you know has a has a different application of justice 
between the races. You do not think, no. or do you think I that think black people are treated unjustly? That will do that. I think there's. I, uh, I think the laws are that, that say like uh, mandatory sentences. Uh, like that. Oh, here's a good one. The Muse. That that movie. The Muse, not the Muse. Um, the Mule. Yeah. Have you seen yes. that? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. That's the one. That's the one with Clint Eastwood, correct? Yeah. No. I, okay. I have not. I have not seen that. I have not seen that yet. It's a good movie. It's worth seeing, but except for the ending, he could have done such a wonderful movie. He just made it, but it was just a naturalist, naturalistic okay. movie. The guy just he just showed the movie, and it was it. Now, if this was if if he was still with Clint Eastwood from twenty years ago, and he actually wanted to make a good movie, at that very end. When it short show, I'm sorry for breaking this to you. At the very end of this movie, they have the court scene in which the man sacrifices himself and says, "Oh, I'm guilty." It's basically they arrested a UPS truck driver and pit him in prison for life. Yeah, a gardener who drove a truck and they pit him in prison for life, and that's the law. And they all and, and instead of Clint Eastwood making this movie at the very end of it and showing how evil and immoral that government and that 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 policeman who arrested who did his law he did the judge who did his obligatory yeah. job and arrested that man and took him away he was a truck driver he you know anybody could do it he should be. The thing is, yeah, that's the entire thing of the, the, the drugs is immoral. He should have been trucking beer. Yeah. There's more violence. In terms of, you, you, you asked me about opiates. What do the opiates do? They, they People fall asleep and they ruin their lives. They ruin their Well, it does a little bit more than that. Lives. Opiates now, kill alcohol, people. Opiates are killing yeah, people. They, yeah, they kill themselves. It's not my business what people do. If they want to kill themselves, that's their choice. So the whole aspect, the whole the whole aspect of addiction, you're just going to oversee that then. The addiction is there's no such thing. You choose your actions. Now, if you have a let me give you let me give you an example into the definition of addiction and having an addiction, and alcohol is the one that causes the most harm. Now, if you want to make something illegal that causes harm. Opiates are, 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 are killing people, but how many accidents are caused by drug drivers driving, you know, they, but listen, but, driving, but, but, but I think oh, the reckless driving, reckless driving is illegal. It doesn't but, matter why you're reckless driving. Let me just put, let me just, let me just ask you to hold on for a second, Cordials. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. <clears throat> you're saying that ad- addiction is a matter of choice. Let me just give you an example. You go to the hospital, you get, for example, uh, you, you've broken your leg and it's a compound fracture, complicated procedure. So they got to knock you out. They knock you out. They do the operation. They fix your leg. They put you on, um, on uh, OxyContin uh, to, to regulate your, your uh, pain when you wake up. On it. Excuse me? They wouldn't pick me on it. I well, they would put it. some people on. Some people would get on that. So is, I have winter. But listen, let me finish my. Right. Let me finish what I'm what saying here. Right. They would put you. Uh, they they put the person on oxycontin. Uh, they over. They give them uh, too high of a dose, or because of for whatever reason that person becomes addicted to oxycontin while they are a patient in the hospital. They come out of the hospital as an addict. Did that person choose that route? Well, they don't come. You don't come. You can choose to stop. When I, I, uh, I mean, for example, I have been put in that exact situation. When I was in the Marine Corps, I blew my damn hands up. Yeah. 
that was I did those I did one of those uh, hey watch this things and you know seriously blew, um, burned the skin off both my hands and I had to go to the hospital uh-huh. and uh, it hurt like hell because you know burns sure they just constantly burn and uh, they gave me morphine they okay were, they, I, I watched them and they pulled the skin off of my hands. And, it was, and I was watching them pulling the skin off of my hand, and they gave me morphine for a few days. And I even, at that time, you know, escaped from the hospital to do my own thing, go to the store and stuff. But uh, I made it back, and they kept giving, they gave me these, uh, they wanted to give me more morphine. And right. I told them no, because it, it disassociates you from reality. And even back then, it does. that disassociation was it was too much for me and right. I don't really care much about pain. I can ignore well, the pain. You and I care. you and I are very similar. I've been through a whole series of operations myself and, and refused uh, opiates. So but that, that's you and I. I you and I I could have taken the oxycodone and continued on and then and and say, right. Hey doctor, this is still painful and it's forever painful and going back there. But no, I did not walk out of there. I told him to stop giving it to me early. So you, so then if you were, so then if you, if you were president, you wouldn't put in, if you were president, then you wouldn't put in any special, um, you wouldn't do anything. You you wouldn't do anything. Have the power. You you wouldn't do, don't have us president. Wouldn't do any kind of, uh, uh, you wouldn't do anything to fix this. The the issue with, uh, opiates, you don't want to call it an addiction, but okay. You wouldn't do rights to take whatever you want to your body. If you want to take opiates and risk it, I mean, you, it's a good viable drug. Do you yeah, think that opiate? Do you think serious pain? You need to Do you think that this large amount of uh, addicts uh, has any effect oh. on the economy? Wouldn't you, if it wasn't for a humanitarian purpose? I have purpose, no sympathy for people to do that. No, I don't. It but again, have, listen, listen to me, please. Are, listen to me for a second. They're going to have in the economy on other people, but it's a violation of Corios. Let me listen to me for one second. Forget about the humanitarian thing. Forget about people making a choice yeah. and caring about them or not. My question yeah. is. Do you think that this high number of people who are addicts has any sort of effect on the economy and on society as a whole? And if you think that it has an effect, would you do anything about it as president? No, I don't think it has any effect on society. No, yes, I would do something about it. I would make it easier access for the people. I would, I would do my best to make it to make it illegal for doctors to be in charge of people's lives. The, the, the government has stepped in and giving power to. But you doctors. don't think. But they you don't think that the high number of, of addicts has any effect on society at large. Well, if you, I, I suppose if you want to talk about it and put it on, get on Good Morning America in 60 Minutes and, you know, have something to talk about. But in my life, you want me to tell you in the last 40, almost 45 years, how many opiates that have caused me financial difficulties? So they have none, none. I have not met anybody who's caused me any financial debt. I've never actually even heard anybody complaining that, oh my God, that guy, he's he's killing himself on opiates. The world, the, the, our economy, my, my economy, my budget is doomed. Okay. So no, I, I mean, I can't think, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a situation in which maybe the head of uh, Ford, Ford Industries, 
uh, decides to be on, you know, get, gets on opiates, gets um, painkillers, and does something to the, end of the, 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 the car industry right. and destroys his business. And the Ford industry you know, closes down. Okay. That's that's his problem. Let me and ask. That would cause an effect of the economy, and it shouldn't. You know, and, and that's no. But that's no business of the president. Okay. The president is the, the the leader of the military, and why the military the leader of the military has anything to do with health and science and is and and what doctors do is a, is absurd. I would okay. really have nothing. I mean, other than trying to let people be free to do what they want if they want to take opiates and kill themselves and destroy their lives. Do you think something like the Center for Disease Control, which which also is is part of it, them. you would you would defund them and, and I would I would defund them and get rid of them as fast as, as quickly and as fast as possible because there's no way those that 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 alphabet. <laughs> uh, that alphabet bureaucracy should exist. What kind of a power what, what kind of a person? Entire world. It's ridiculous. Okay. What kind of a person would you like to have as a vice president? Do you have a vice president candidate in mind? I, I have not. I have um, given it some thought, and uh, I have no idea. Um, a, a woman vice president would be as uh, you know would be my favorite because I get along better with women than men and men seem to be barbarians. I, I, I can, uh, I can agree with you to a certain extent. I get, I get along with women a lot better than I do with men. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm an engineer. I'm a, I'm a logical engineer and and you don't, I don't know if you'd want to, a good vice president would be one. Someone who, who can, who can look at, who can be asked a question and immediately go straight for where does it violate individual rights? Because that's the very first question in politics that you need to know. And if you can understand and integrate where the individual rights can be uh, are being violated, which I hope I've shown that I've been able to demonstrate. Yeah, yeah. In this in this interview, yeah, I you've definitely shown you've definitely rights. shown that you have a focus on individual rights. But our individual vice think- president, my vice president, would have to understand and protect individual rights because I see we've gone so far off the deep end. It's just it's like who can jump off? Who can jump off further off the cliff? <laughs> you have you know, Obama yeah. giving us the. Uh, you know, first it was Nixon who nationalized the health insurance, the health care. It uh-huh. wasn't Obama. Obama just basically said, oh, look what Nixon did. I'm going to make it worse. And now we have, again, it's always two. You have one president doing some really bad stuff, and then you have the Republicans typically stepping in going, yeah, we're going to really make it worse. I see. Yeah. And Democrats are bad, but the Republicans are going to just like, hey, watch this. So you have a very, you have a focus. You want to, you want to to guard the individual rights, but do you think that individual rights have a higher place than the rights of society at large? Do you think those two rights of society, the rights of society are individual rights. You cannot have rights. A society cannot rights have rights anything more than what its individual components have. So in other words, so, so can I, because you are a group, yeah, no, I was going to say, is, w- am I correct then if I paraphrase and say, do what you want and it doesn't matter how it affects everyone else? Or should it be do as you want as long as it's not hurting anyone else? It's that second one. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. On my business cards, I've, I've, I've given it around a few times when uh, people come up to me. I hear it quite often. You're not supposed to do that. That's like my middle I, I, I was almost considering changing that. You're not supposed to do that. Sorry, <laughs> you did too, my middle name. I like it. My favorite song is actually uh, from Madonna. <laughs> oh? Don't tell me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, um, now let me ask you um, we have about 10 minutes left here before I gotta cut this off yeah, but this let me is going a lot longer than I no but this is this is a lot of uh, enjoying the interview thank you yeah that was really great talking to you likewise likewise let me ask you this what kind of plans do you have when it comes to campaigning how are you gonna get you know you're getting your voice out the, out there now with this with this uh, podcast episode mm. uh, and and thank you for letting me be the first one to uh, to where you announce your candidacy out to the world but, but but what are your plans going forward about getting your voice out there i'm going to do more podcasts i'm going to i'm doing a live um shape, uh, facebook right now it's, it's a hour facebook live we've been talking about. yeah yeah um, I've been walking back and forth and missing a few things you know as i, I, I get downstairs i have to pace i cannot sit still <laughs> the, the, the thing is people say oh uh, uh fat fat is stored energy you ever try to lose it? Does that make do you, do you, does it really give you no fat is stored work? So you're storing work on you, and to get rid of that, you're going to have to work really, really hard. There you go. That's a good I way of looking at it. Stored energy. That's a good but way of looking I have at it. Zero fat on me, and I can't sit still. I got so much energy. I'm I'm easily twenty five percent. So you're not going to be so you're not going to be one of those guys that gets on a campaign trail and you start wasting away physically. You you've got the physical ability to, 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 to keep it going strong. And, and, uh, I know the pillars of health. I've been studying pillars of health for the last 10 years, especially since I, you know, poisoned myself with alcohol up until about 2014 or so. When I, when I quit, I had gotten uh, poisoned, food poisoned or something around 2014 or 15. Uh -huh. And, uh, I had to really learn a lot about health. And so I started to, uh, create the pillars of health uh -huh. as my standards and guidelines to be a healthy individual. So you and have a very good live, regime. And, and so my plan is actually to live forever. We are at that point in time where our technology is where if I can make it to about 135 and for another what, uh, 90 years or so, 80 years, or 100 years, our technology is where I can live indefinitely. So if you take these stories that people have, that you live 80 years old, you can do what you want, and you have DNA, and you have your one your lifetime, your one lifetime that you're dying, that's you, you do whatever you want, you smoke, you get you, you, you get the flu, and you go to the I would never go to the hospital. You go to the hospital when you get a broken leg, not when you get a flu. A <laughs> yeah. If you can tell the difference, because you can't. Um, so you've got the so you've got the energy, the stamina to make it through a uh, a meaningful campaign. And going forward, you're gonna oh, yeah. you're gonna be on some other podcasts coming up. I, I want to make that. sure I want to make sure you know that you uh, are welcome to come back here again. I hope this isn't the last time that uh, that you're on my podcast, uh, the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And people can yeah, find well. and people can find us. This will be a lasting uh, episode that is up uh, if they go in on JohnAllenPod.com. J o h n a l a n p o d dot com, and they can check out this episode with you. Um, you uh, make you have sure you put that on my website, my Facebook, and I've also been tweeting. I've, I've been tweeting yesterday about that. And my tweet is um, uncanny coils. Can you spell that for people? 
yeah, uncanny, like the uncanny X-Men. Uncanny uh, UN, right, at me, at science between uh, uncanny UN, C-A-N-N-Y, uh, K-U-R-I-O-S, uncanny Corios. Mm-hmm. And um, the cor- Corios is C? No, no, K. I'm sorry, K. K-U-R-I-O-S. K-U-R-I-O-S 1, with yeah, the, the Roman the, numeral The thing I. is, the reason why my Facebook and everything is Keenan is my name is Keenan Invictus Nichols right now. And I've been trying four months to uh, get my name changed. Name changed, like you said, yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been. My business has been Coriel's Cabinets for okay. uh, Coriel's Cabinet for a year from Circle Soleil, um, the cat Coriel uh, Circle Day Circle du Soleil, the Coriel's uh, they uh, these people. And many years ago, when they came out there, I just became freaking. I love this. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, really. There That's it my is. name. I've kind of confiscated it from these wonderful people, and they haven't complained. I've met them. I've met a few of them a few, a few times and talked to them, and they haven't really – I don't think they know that I'm actually changing my name yet. I've okay. been there and talked to them and, and, <laughs> and been on their little things. Um, when I started doing the tightrope, I did that tightrope thing. I learned how to do that tightrope and playing those crystal balls in just over three months. Okay. Now, I can stand on that tightrope, and there's a video of me using both those crystal balls – dancing with them all on the tightrope. And that they can um, see on your Facebook, correct? Yeah, I did that the other day when I was trying to do the video. And I, did, I learned how to do that within, in about three months, under four months, from picking up one of those crystal balls to balancing on my hand to standing on, to creating the one foot, one inch, 40 foot tightrope. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but uh, that's, you know, from them, um, what, else, what was I going to say? Oh, well, that's it. That's where I got there. What happened was, um, I, I never really thought about changing my name to Coriel's. I just loved it. Coriel's cabinet. I, 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 they didn't come from see it. I've been selling steampunk things for years, but I got into labeling. Uh-huh. I label everything. Even my label is labeled. It's a labeler. <laughs> and uh, I label my, my credit cards, and I have one of them household, and I picked Coriel's on one of them for my business to buy inventory with. And I was last month. This is oh, not last month. Last year, before I started painting, uh, painting my nails blue or anything, uh, just me. And I'm buying, um, I'm buying inventory, and I hand my credit card to somebody. And the guy, the kid, you know, 20 years old, he picks up the credit card, and he looks at it, and he goes, "Are you Corios?" Uh huh. And you know, and if anybody the, ever asks if you're a god, you say yes. Oh, of course, so you say yes, <laughs> as one does. And so, <laughs> a few months later, I started to change. And it got in my head, and I started thinking, "Yeah, I'm, I'm already. I'm not even 45 yet. And I'm already fairly eccentric." Hold, hold up was, that! Hold up that! Uh, hold up that thing again. Let me see how that looks again. Oh, this. It's not mine. Move this it, move it to the mine. side. This I can't see me. the whole thing. Move it to the other oh, side. You're over here. There Sorry, you I go. I was pointing it on the Facebook thing. That is so cool. That's that's completely their <laughs> stuff, and I'm just kind of stealing the name. I see. Yeah. It's just I'm Corios one, and that's the one is is an I. I. A, a Roman numeral, numeral, Roman numeral one. Yeah. I for one. There you go. I am going through the individuals, and we're finding it. It's, it's good. I'm going to do my own census. You know, we have our own 10-year census coming up there right now, and I'm over, there's over 250 million individuals. Interesting. So I've got a big group right now. Let me and ask you. Let me ask you this. So, so the the one, uh, Curios one or the I, the I is basically going to be your new last name, or is that? Are you gonna? How well, that's what I'm filling out the websites because these 
guys doing the websites and making the last name having to have two letters. Okay. So now when I do the website, it's Coolio's II, just because it fills it up there. And then I got to send them an email. Hey, can I get one letter on my last name? It's <laughs> only I. Okay. Interesting. And I like it. And I love it when I when my last name is first because it reminds me of that Isaac Asimov book, I uh, I Robot. I Robot. Yes. I love Isaac. Great Robots. book. I, I love that Alan book. Stuff. Isaac Asimov was my favorite. I love that book. I, I was reading that stuff when I was like I a seven eight year old kid. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the laws, the laws listen, Corios, this has been a uh, very interesting, uh, you, you have piqued my curiosity. Uh, I am definitely going to invite you back so, so we can talk some more. Well, you know, I need to know more about what you're doing. We, I need another hour or two. So all the more reason for me to get you back on. So I don't we can, want my friends to vote for me. I don't want anyone else. I don't want anybody here. I just, I just want good people to vote for me. If you're not a good person. If you want the mafia in blue and you want socialism, you want statism, you like fascism, you like the government telling you what to do, don't vote for me. Go vote, go vote for your Republicans. Straight. Go for your, your Democrats. If you want the beautiful leader and you want to look at me with those beautiful eyes and go, oh, my, my president is going to be the greatest president in the world. I don't want a cat. I don't want a pet. I mean, I want a cat. I want my cat. You got a ferret. <laughs> I do have a ferret. But I don't want a, yeah. I don't want a nation of pets like we are right now. Straight from oh, the mouth. Toilet paper, and my president is taking me, and I got these nipples, and he's so happy. I'm I'm the, I'm a comfortable cat, and I'm gonna purr in my my president's arms. Yeah. No, I will drop you. You want people I don't, who I don't be a pet owner? I don't want to be a president of pets of America. Straight from the mouth of <laughs> Corios One. Listen, this has been a great episode. Very interesting. I think my listeners are going to love it. Uh, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you so much for doing this, and we will do this again. Thank you, sir. Okay. You, you have a wonderful weekend. Take I'll care. You, you got it. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Okay, people. That was uh, the very interesting Corios One. And this has been another episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. I'm coming home. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Yes, I am. My Lord. Oh, my Lord. Lord. I'm coming home.